So welcome to the December 14th, 2023 Natalie Pace free video conference. Today's topics are going to be Portugal, the 10 point checklist that everyone should use before you buy real estate. And what do you do to get that 5% yield on the safe side when some of the banks are at the lowest rung of investment grade? How can you check their credit worthiness? All that and more in today's video conference. Remember, you can always watch it back at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. Be sure to subscribe there so you don't miss anything and share it with your friends. Okay, so let's jump right in. We're gonna start with Portugal. Now, again, these are really brand new developments in Portugal. And there is a blog that you can check out at nataliepace.com forward slash blog. It's not the current one. So in order to get there, you're going to have to scroll to the bottom of the current blog. And then you can see a list of all the blogs, or you can just do a search on Portugal once you get to my blog page and you'll be able to easily find it there. So they've eliminated the tax advantages for expats. They have made the golden visa more difficult to obtain and they put the kibosh on new Airbnb licenses for cities. So if you're in a rural area, it's not a, as big of a deal, but in the cities, it is a big deal. Now, what I did is I actually... I wanted to show you why this is happening, right? Why there was political pressure to take away the tax incentives for expats and to take away these Airbnb licenses and to stop giving out the golden visas. And I think the easiest way to understand it is to actually look at the prices on Airbnb and then take a look at how much people actually earn in Portugal. So here you can see, you can get some lower priced things in Lisbon but there's a lot of them that are over $50 or more per night. All right, so $50 a night times 30 would be $1,500. The average wage in Portugal, it's one of the lower income countries. And the average wage is still only about $30,000 a year. So that's less than $3,000 a month. Now, if you're looking at that $50 a month, I mean, $50 a night, that's half. That's more than half of the income. If you're looking at something that's 84 a night, and then there's quite a few of them here that are in the 80s. So that is beyond what they can even afford. Even half of your income is really too high in terms of affordable housing. And people have been taking to the streets and they've been saying, look, this is crazy. We understand that you wanted to get our economy going, but this has gone too far because now nobody that's a local can actually afford to live and work there. And the people that are coming in, you know, they want the low prices that are in Portugal, right, which includes the lower and more affordable labor. So if the prices for labor go way up, all of a sudden the prices of living in Portugal are going to go way up as well. So it's really important for people to understand that you're going to end up with a lot of political pressure, a lot of protests when housing becomes unaffordable. Now, also another issue is that a lot of the money that people have made on investing in real estate 
is um is already baked in, right? So right now people are getting excited about moving in. And what they don't realize is that a lot of the gains have already been made. So real estate prices are up about 140% just in the last eight years. And um, and they're unaffordable to the locals. When that gets out of whack, it's harder for it to continue to keep going up, up, up. So I did list here on this Portugal blog, the pluses of moving to Portugal, which obviously it's one of the most affordable, uh, food is cheap, great transportation, wonderful weather, beautiful beaches, and um, they do have good property rights and judicial effectiveness, and it's also crypto friendly, but the housing is unaffordable for the locals and that creates political instability. New Airbnb restrictions, so if you're trying to be a part-timer and, and monetize your place, that's probably not going to be available to you. Um, chasing gains, so buying high is rarely a good idea. Um, it's got high taxes. If you don't have tax incentives, the taxes in Portugal are almost 50%. And of course, political uncertainty and tighter policy towards expats and digital nomads. So the bottom line here is that if you are thinking about investing in real estate in particular, especially in a foreign country, you know, you want to be doing a lot more than just listening to your friends say how many, how much money they've made by investing there a few years ago, right? Because you might be chasing gains and there may be more to it. So especially if that friend has the expat, you know, low tax rate of 10% and you're going to come in at the no incentives 48%. So one of the things that's really important for everybody to realize is that before you buy real estate, which can be illiquid, and it can also be a problem if you buy high and the prices fall. So you want to have this 10-point checklist. This is available in my book, The ABCs of Money. Be sure you're getting the fifth edition. So just go to nataliepace.com and scroll down and be, click on the book covers there so you're assured that you're going to get the most recent volume of it, the most recent edition of it. There's an entire section on real estate in the fifth edition of the ABCs of money. So you want to find out if this is really your place and your people. If you love Portugal, if you love the people of Portugal, if you love living there, if you love the language, if you want to learn the language, then of course you should consider moving to Portugal. Maybe you want to wait a few years and hopefully the prices come down a little bit so you're not buying high. But that could be it. So you want to factor in, are these your people? Or are you going to feel like a foreigner and an outcast in there? And if you go in and you're buying high and you're hoping to you know, rent out your Airbnb really high and the locals are living in tents, that's not going to make them like you very much. It's not necessarily going to be your people. So you want to be aware of that. And the only way to really be aware of something like that is actually to go there and to spend time there, not a week as a vacationer, a month or longer as somebody that is hobnobbing with the locals, talking to them about the things that they care about and just walking around and doing things like a local would do and feel how it feels to you. Do you feel welcome? Do you feel like um, people are giving you the stink eye behind your back? You know, you should you should check these things out because they're really important 
in that sanctuary home. You should be able to wake up and shine and feel like this is a place that's really feeding your soul. Also the Thrive Budget. So you want to factor in, um, A, you know, is this something you know enough about? Now, again, in that blog, I talked about some of the pluses and minuses, and I looked at a lot of data to come up with it. So the Index of Economic Freedom, especially if you're going to be uh, shopping outside of your own country, to make sure that they're, if you're buying real estate, you better make sure that property rights and that there's not a lot of corruption in that country. Um, you want to know if you're buying high or buying low. You want to know what climate's uh, like in there. So you really want to factor in the three ingredient recipe for cooking up profits, which is know what you're buying, pick the leader or make it the leader, and then buy low. Okay. You don't want to buy low, buy high hoping to sell higher or hoping to make a boatload of money. You want to buy low so that your chances of making a lot of money and or selling higher are higher. Intergenerational wealth when you're thinking about real estate, because sometimes the best real estate is not something you buy, but something you inherit. You know, that's what happens with a lot of the wealthiest families in the world. They're not buying their own new real estate. They're inheriting it. And they're doing it in a way where there's very low tax ramifications. So learning how to will things, um, especially if you're above that level where, you know, you're exempt, um, that's going to be really important. And a lot of times it's through, you know, uh, various entities. So for instance, uh, the Prince of Wales, who is now Prince William and the Prince and Princess of Wales, they inherited a great deal of uh, Southern England through the Duchy of Cornwall, right? So it's not um, theirs exclusively, it's part of the Duchy of Cornwall and he's the Duke of Cornwall, so he's the boss, but um, it's part of a business entity. So these are the important things to understand is how you can create intergenerational wealth with real estate. The three ingredient recipe for cooking up profits, we already talked about. The Thrive Budget basically means you got to buy what you can afford, right? So if you want to thrive in life instead of feeling buried alive in bills and struggling to survive, then you can't be spending too much of your money on basic needs, right? 50% to thrive, 50% to survive. There's an entire section on the Thrive Budget in the ABCs of Money as well. So I'm not going to go through every single one of these um, checkpoints because it's all listed in the real estate section of the ABCs of Money with additional information on each and every of these 10 points. The point is real estate can be something you get stuck with. So before you buy it and get stuck with it, you wanna make sure that it's right for you. You wanna make sure it's a proper um, decision in terms of what you should be um, having in your wealth plan and that it is giving you the opportunity to be on the right side of that trade, okay? So the 10 point checklist is gonna be really important for that. Now, one other thing that I promised, there was somebody who really wants to check the credit scores of banks, right? She's like, I want to get 5% yield and a short-term certificate of deposit, um, or I want to get a 5% yield on a short-term treasury, U.S. Treasury bill. 
Um, so when she's thinking about her bank, she's like, well, how do I know which one is the most credit worthy, which one's at the lowest rung of investment grade? So I want to show you a few ways that you can check that, okay? Now, I have done a chart. So the easiest thing is just to take a screenshot of this. And this one is from October, so it's fairly recent of um, some a few Canadian banks, uh, an Australian bank, and a lot of American banks. These are the S&P Global rating. So that's one way that you can check. Also, if you're interested to know what your country score is, I have done an update on a lot of different countries. So there's the credit rating of Fitch for various countries. So that's one way you can do it. Another way is to go straight to the credit rating agencies themselves. So you could go to uh, S&P Global and then do a search. So as an example, I had done a search for J.P. Morgan Chase and S&P Global has them rated at A-. I also did a search for Bank of America on Fitch and it was really easy. You just basically go to the website um, you put in the search right there and then it comes up for you. It's pretty darn easy. Moody's is the same thing. I did a search for Discover Financial Services. Um, all I did at the top, you can see search ratings. So immediately when I put in moody's.com, I just went to that search ratings bar and I put it in. Now here, what you see is that their rating is BAA. So in order for you to understand what that means, you're going to actually have to look at Moody's uh, ratings, right? So their BAA2 is still investment grade, but it's really close to junk going into the non-investment grade, the speculative status, okay? So you can read that. And I will put these links in our YouTube channel description so that you can either cut and paste or link to them, okay? Now, let me show you, if you wanna do it yourself, how to do it, because it does get a little trickier if you're not accustomed to doing it yourself. Now, one of the tricks I will say is this. If you just go and you Google then you may be able to find it on the company website. So here's what I did for Wells Fargo. I just said Wells Fargo credit rating on Google. And right there at the top, you can see that the credit rating summary on the investor relations page for Wells Fargo. Click on it and it shows you what the credit rating is. Now, I tried to do the same thing for Capital One. And what's interesting, here is here it is on Capital One, right? but this is really far down, right? It was at near the bottom. Okay, so first of all, Fitch told you at the top what their rating is for Capital One, A minus. And then there's a lot of various things that Capital One tried to throw in the way so that you wouldn't look at it, but I bet we can find their credit score right there. So here's Capital One, and if we look um, at I didn't I didn't pre look at this page. Let's see if they've got here. Um, we could just do credit risk profile right there. Let's see what happens if we click on that. I'm just going to put in Fitch. 
Okay, so they don't have any credit ratings by Fitch. I'm going to put in S&P. There is one reference to S&P. Common, okay, is included in the S&P 100. Okay, so they, let's see what happens if we put in Moody's. So this particular company is not wanting us to see it easily, right? Let's go back. Again, here is S&P Global, right? And so I went to S&P Global Ratings. And what I did is I did a search. So here I started at smpglobal.com forward slash ratings. I went over to the search area. And the first thing I did for the JP Morgan one was put in JP Morgan Chase. Now I have to select which one I think it is. I'm going for JP Morgan Chase and Company rather than all these other ones. Now, why is that? Well, the easiest way I can tell you is to go over to the money page of msn.com. And if you can easily find the bank you're looking for, you wanna go for that exact name and get your credit rating there. So this says JP Morgan with no spaces, Chase and Co. So as I go back there, I'm gonna look for JP Morgan Chase and Co. And that's the one I'm gonna click on. Now, this one again had an A minus credit rating. So A minus is still investment grade. BBB is the lowest rung of investment grade for S&P Global. Let's see what happens if I just click on that search bar and now I'm gonna put in Capital One. Now, again, I have multiple options there. So what I'm going to do is go back over here to see which one I should be selecting. Capital One Financial Corporation. Okay, so Capital One Financial Corporation. I'm going to come back here. Capital One. Fin yep, that's the one I want. And you can see here that this one is BBB. Now, as I told you, BBB is the lowest rung of investment grade. If it goes to BBB minus, if it goes down to BB, then it's a junk bond, right? So this is one where if you're thinking about your CD and where you would like to get it, if you have only $250,000, then maybe you wanna go for a higher credit rating bank. The most important thing is FDIC insured and to be um, under that FDIC insured limit, right? So that would be my primary thing, would be to go for FDIC insured. But I might also add an extra layer of security and go for an A or a double A rated bank if you're in Australia or Canada, and rather than the BBB bank, right? So again, if we go back to that summary chart that I shared with you before, that I had just done in October, you know, I would be a lot more interested, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, PNC Bank, Morgan Stanley, than perhaps Ally, Discover, or Capital One. Now, one more thing I want to say is that First Republic Bank, which was one of the bank failures this year, was rated A- minus before it failed. So, you know, it's just crazy. Now the 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 again that's what's why the FDIC insured limits are the most important thing. 
So if I had um, over a million dollars, I would probably be wanting to do rolling maturity dates, keep the term short and the creditworthiness high, uh, check on the rating of your country if you want to do treasury bills, right? Chances are you can get a 5% yield in many countries with good credit ratings, including the United States, as long as you keep the term short. You're actually getting paid less to get a longer term one. So if you go six months or one year with rolling maturity dates. So if I had a million or more, I might be doing treasury bills and certificates of deposit with rolling maturity dates all short term. Keep the term short and the credit worthiness high. All right, so that's gonna do it for today's video conference. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to share this with your friends, um, youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. Also, we'd love to have you join us for our financial freedom retreat. In three days, it's a complete money makeover. We spend one full day on what's safe. And believe it or not, and I actually just wrote a blog on this, it's the most recent blog, the best yield, the best interest rate available to you could be bills that you toss out the window. So let me show you that blog, and I do encourage you to read it. It's more, not just one idea, it's many ideas. So back to the first blog that's up right now, which is called The Best ROI, Almost 40% and Seven Life Hacks That Save Thousands. So that's another thing that we go over in the retreat. But of course, you can see a lot of the information right there. We just take it deeper. Then we can take things a lot deeper in a three-day financial freedom, complete money makeover. So go there um, to nataliepace.com, click on the flyer. You'll be able to see the pricing, the information. It's January 13th through the 15th. Um, you'll see testimonials there. One Day one is nest egg strategies. So how you can earn money while you sleep safely and protect your wealth. Day two is how to get a little hotter if you're interested in artificial intelligence or technology or the Magnificent Seven. We can talk about how you can easily invest in them and get a little hotter in your portfolio. And then day three all day long is what's safe. So join us for a complete money makeover. When you learn the life math that we all should have received in high school, everything changes everything changes. It becomes, and the sooner you get this information, the better it can be for you. This pays dividends for life. So again, call 310-430-2397 or email info at nataliepace.com. Visit nataliepace.com. Join us January 13th through the 15th and um, happy holidays. Thanks so much. Also do join me on all the social media. You'll get free daily money tips if you follow me on my Instagram channel. Um, be sure to also subscribe to the broadcast channel, which is where we post our daily tips. So here you can see that all you have to do is click on anyone that you're interested in, Facebook, uh, X, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, email us, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. All right, that does it for today, December 14th, 2023. And happy holidays.